fine people of the world. How's it going? Sunday, it's me, Marquez. Random podcast. Oh, 121, what a day. Jesus, 121, can you believe it? Can you believe it? 24th of March, 2019. Naming out words, I'm like a diary, like a dictionary, like a calendar. Like a fuckhead full of fucking jibber. Just chug some coffee. Don't usually do a podcast on a Sunday. But you know, I thought it'd be good. I'd be like, oh, it's a Sunday sermon. I'm like a priest. I'm like a vicar. I'm like a chaplain. I'm like a bishop. I'm like a little pedo in a weird outfit. That's what I'm like. That's what I'm like. Someone beat the horn outside. They agree. They agree with my description. Tony Fair. Sunday sermon. Sunday sermon. Welcome to church. Welcome. Welcome to Mass. Come on in. Take a seat. Have a cup of coffee. A cup of tea. Have a nice little bicky for yourself. A nice little biscuit. A bit of chocolate. Have some cake. Have some trifle. Have some ice cream. What do you want? Do you want strawberries and cream? Do you want peaches and cream? One twelve, twelve one, one one two. What was the name of that band? Peaches and cream. Tipsy. Jaquan. Just naming out stuff. But come on in. Come on into the church. Come on into the chapel. Come on in. Tear the little prayer room. The prayer room. Where in Ireland we would go into the prayer room in school and we would fight each other in the prayer room. They used to have a prayer room in my school, like secondary school, which is in America. I think it's high school. High school. Uh, used to be a little prayer room, and um, we would go in, and used to have, it was so weird, they had those things you kneel on, it was like, we're not fucking kneeling on these, so we put them to the side, and then we'd have a soccer ball, a little soccer, tiny soccer ball, and then we play soccer, we pretend, oh, we're going to go pray for an hour there, sir. <laughs> That's so dumb thinking about it. We used to be pretend, yeah, we're going to go for a quick play. <laughs> That's so stupid. We're going to go for a quick prayer. <laughs> and they'd be like, alright, you're definitely going in there to pray. would be like, yeah, we're going in there to thank Jesus for bringing us to this everlasting hell on earth. Hopefully he'll let us into heaven when we die and then we'll be saved by Christ the Lord. And he'd be like, alright, go on, sir. You can go there pray for an hour. He'd be like, thanks God. And we'd go in and then we'd beat the shit out of each other. We'd play soccer. It would turn into a little argument. And then we would fight. We would fight in the little prayer room. Fight and fight till somebody walked in. We were all redhead and shirts torn, jumpers off, sweating. Sounds like we're having sex, but no, we were just fighting. It was an all-boys school and you just fight away. Fight, fight, fight. And that's what we do. That's what we do in the pedophile room. The prayer room. <laughs> the pedophile room. Come on into the pedo room with me, lads. Come in for a little pray. With his chaplain. What was his name? I can't remember. I don't know what a chaplain is. He wasn't a priest. He just talked about religion a lot. Is that what a chaplain is? He was also half English, so we didn't like him at the time. Get out of our country. <laughs> Get out of our IRA. Up the right. When we were 14, 15, we didn't know what we were talking about. We were no, we know, we knew that we didn't like this dude. Half English, all he do was talk about religion. We'd be like, you pedophile, where's your wife? Why aren't you a priest? What are you telling us about God? He was so angry too, but like in a little fucking ratish kind of way. Like, um, just didn't like people. Just bitter. Maybe he was bullied. And now he wanted to be a bully. So he became a chaplain. A, a word of God, man. Talking religion to us. But we didn't care because he had an English accent. But he claimed to be Irish. And he seemed posh but angry. He seemed like a little rat. We didn't like him. So he'd try and tell us about religion. We'd be like, fuck off, we paid off. And we'd all get in trouble. We'd all get in trouble. But you know, God would forgive us in the end. And that's the main thing. Is this going to be a fully religious podcast because it's on a Sunday? Perhaps indeed. I remember a great night in Ireland was um, we take the pledge. I think I said this in the last one. 
not the booze. We'd be at church. And then we'd go boozing that night to celebrate. And it was fun times. A bunch of lying fuckers in Ireland. <laughs> Just be lying away. I feel like... And the difference between Americans and Irish, there's many differences, but one is that Americans lie to themselves, whereas Irish people lie to each other. Ah, yeah, it's grand. Yeah, it's grand. No, it's grand. I haven't seen my wife in four days, but it's grand. I'm sure she's not angry with me. It's grand. Whereas Americans be like, I can't sing. <laughs> I'm going to be a singer. I am happy. Whenever I hear someone in L.A. who's like, I am living a dream. Out here living the dream. Do you know they're on the verge of a mental breakdown? They are not living the dream. They are going insane. They're going to go mental. Hopefully they won't have a gun nearby when they go mental. But oh, Betsy, you know they're going to go insane pretty soon. But they're living the dream. Out here living the dream. The voice almost cracks all the time. You're just out here living the dream. Can't wait, for, can't wait for me to be successful. Out here living the dream. Speaking of pedos. You know, people, there's no segues here. We just jump around, we dash around. We're like a pinball machine. Pew, 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 pew. But I was at a... Um, I was at a barbecue yesterday. It was a crawfish boil. I've never heard that before in my life. Um... Buddy, she was like, You like seafood? It's funny actually. So, like, it was Tiffany Haddish who was fucking sound. She was like, You like seafood? I was like, I do, but I had mercury poisoning. She was like, Come to this crawfish boil. boil. I was like, What the hell is that? She's like, Just come, we'll eat food, we'll drink, it'll be fun. So I was like, fuck it, I was going to sit at home, all my buddies are out of town this weekend, they're all doing shows all over the shop. So I was like, oh, it's either sit at home and wallow in this hangover, oh, the show Friday night, it was unreal, packed, jammed to the brim, great times, great times for us all, and then like the DJ after, which is also always a balls, but it was actually kind of fun this time, everyone came over. After the show, we were all creeping and gallivanting and gibbering away. But I was hungover on Saturday. I like when I'm hungover. If I text someone and they don't reply like within an hour, I'll be like, ah, I did something egregious to them last night. I, uh, I upset this person in such a way that they've decided to cut me out of their life forever. They've now called me. They'll never reply to me again. Fuck, what did I do? Didn't even see this person. I don't remember seeing this person. Was this person even out? I don't think so. Are they even in this country? I don't know. Maybe I phoned them. Maybe I did something. Maybe I sent them a picture of me fucking a can of beef. Maybe I sent them a picture of me naked running down the street saying, Fuck the chaplain. That's what my hungover brain likes to think. What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Not realizing that the person is just in a yoga class and hasn't been on her phone for an hour. But my hungover brain will be like, oh, everyone hates me now. Everyone hates me. I'm such a lovely boy. <laughs> I'm such a good Catholic boy. Why do they all hate me? Because I'm not a Catholic boy. I'm a little fuckhead. Um, so I was either sit around and wonder why no one's replying to my texts or go to a crawfish bar. I usually dodge parties, but Tiffany's sound and a laugh. And I was like, alright, fuck it. So I went. And Jesus, the food was unreal. I didn't know what I was walking into. They have like, I think it's a southern thing, southern thing, where they just boil like crabs and fucking lobsters and other looking sea urchins. I don't know what the fuck they were. Shrimps, prawns, fucking whatever else, corn. They boil it all in a big pot. And then they slap it onto this table. And you just start eating like a whore. And it was so good. It was like, Jesus. I think it was the first time I've had crab legs too. Oh, they were ridiculous how good. It was, all, it was so good, I was like, ah, this can't be healthy. 
but it was, which was even weirder. It was unreal. So I'm just eating, boozing. Um, I was funny at one point. So Tiffany loves the sex poems that I do. She's like, I want to read more sex poems. I was like, oh, you like them? She's like, yeah, I like them. They're fucking great. And I was like, all right. She's like, you're a fucking good porn writer. And I was like, it's not porn writers. If you don't know, if you're listening, you're like, what's a sex poem? Well, when Malibu was burning... I saw people on Instagram posting pictures of their naked selves saying, oh, this is so sad. I'm so sad. Malibu's burning. So sad. Pray for Malibu. So sad. And it's a picture of their ass or their nakedness on the beach. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? So to take the piss, I wrote a poem about how I was so sad for uh, Malibu. But it was a horny poem because I had a raging boner erection. The sadness made me so horny, and I was just pumping, and so sad, so horny, pray for, so sad, Malibu, burning. But then they took on a life of their own, and now I just keep writing them and making them as ludicrous as whatever pops into my brain. Whatever food I see nearby, I'm like, all right, I'm going to include that food. Um, So they're kind of odd, but women like them. Dudes like them, too. A lot of my buddies like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah. People like them. Going to keep on doing them. People keep sending me money. If you keep sending me money, I'll probably do whatever the fuck is going on. Uh, so some people don't get them. They hate them. But then a lot of women, a lot of dudes too. I got dudes hitting me up saying that they read them out to their girlfriends or wives before they have sex. And the wives go mental. Not realizing that foreplay is necessary in sexual activities. You can't just be ramming it in. If you're a guy listening, imagine someone just tried to ram three fingers into your ass. <laughs> would you like that or would you prefer if they said, Alright, I'm going to put some lube on your ass first. Well, these sex poems are the lube to your dry ass. That's what they are. So read them away. Read them your sexually frustrated girlfriends but yeah dudes I've married couples hitting me up saying oh we tried it you were on about fucking with a turnip well we used the turnip last night and it was amazing so anyway Tiffany loves them she was telling people she was like I want to make them into a TV show <laughs> where I'm just reading out these poems to women and they're all shocked so now she's reading these poems at this barbecue I'm at. Just like kids around and stuff. <laughs> They're not like within listening distance, but people, a lot of the dudes are just like, what the fuck is happening here? And then Tiffany's reading out about how he put his cock in my wet plunge pool mouth. Whatever the fuck I said. And the women are like, read more. And the dudes are like, <laughs> why do I have a boner? <laughs> Um, so you know that was fun the sex poems they're getting out there people a lot of people would be like what the fuck is wrong with you you know you just gotta go with the flow you gotta ride you gotta ride the horny wave isn't that what our priest always used to tell us ride that horny wave ride it to heaven that's what he'd say Father Joe O'Shaughnessy he'd say ride that horny wave right up to heaven baby and I'd say I will Father I shall and then I would and it was as good as he mentioned. It was really a horny wave. And we rolled it to the top of the mountain. And we reached heaven. That's chapter 4 in the second book of parables from the Bible. From the good Lord, Phil Collins and Genesis. Check it out. One of my favorite parables of all time. Oh, but I was at the party too. You forget like living in LA. Like a lot of my buddies don't have kids. Like most of them. Like, none of them here have kids, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of my buddies have kids here. So he wouldn't be used to being around them. So, like, at one point, I was getting ice from a machine in the kitchen. Jeez, that sounded like a fucking industrial machine. I was getting ice from the big machine they had. I was getting ice from the fucking fridge. That was the machine. That's how dumb I am today. What's that machine there in the kitchen that keeps the food non-contaminated, keeps it fresh. Oh yeah, fridge. So I was getting fucking ice from the fridge and there was this little kid and he looked so Irish. He was like small little foxy fucker. Ginger, he looked so Irish. Like if you could paint an Irish kid, 
even though that's a lot of Irish kids uh, thankfully aren't blessed with the ginger curse but you know he just looked um, what the fuck did I say to him I said something like he was just looking at me and I was just like aha what's your name <laughs> small talk with kids you know you don't need to do it you don't need to do it but he was just staring at me for so long and I was kind of hung over and I was just looking back and I was like who's Who's talking here? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's the kid. I'm the adult. Let me talk. And I was like, so what's your name? And he just looked at me and he just walked away. And I got the creepiest feeling ever. I was like, Jesus Christ. I felt like a pedophile. I was like, he's going to go back to his mom now and be like, there's a man in the fridge, in the kitchen on his own. He's asking me my name. And I was just like, Jesus. No longer talking to kids. That's my new rule. Yeah, I got a weird buzz. I hope people are listening. They're like, you only got that buzz because you're actually a pedophile. <laughs> oh, small talk with kids. This is fucking... So, how's your day going? <laughs> He's like a little kid. Just running around having a laugh. He's got this hungover Irish dude fucking gibbering at him. Probably because he looks so Irish. I spoke like in a normal Irish voice as opposed to... Let's enunciate. And then I realized, oh, this little fucker's American. Then I went back outside. I went from feeling like a pedophile back outside to Tiffany um, singing praises about the sex poems. So then I felt like a pedophile and a pervert. But, you know, I was boozing. I was full of seafood. And, oh, it was delightful. It's funny, too, in Hollywood. Like, in Ireland, if, if I phoned someone, I couldn't find Tiffany when I was leaving. And then she was like, she phoned me. She's like, ah, I'm sorry. I was in the other room. I was on the phone to Queen Latifah. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, yeah. Pick her over me. Ha, huh? pick her over me. Or in Ireland, you're like, oh, I couldn't answer your call. I was on the phone to my granddad. He's dying, you know. He's dying. He's on the way out. So I had to say goodbye. Be like, ah, you should have hung up. I was asking you to come boozing with us. So, you know, you hang up on your granddad. But you don't hang up on... Is it Princess Queen Latifah? So I gave her the old. I said, that's okay. I forgive you. I forgive you because I'm full to the brim. I don't really like daytime boozing, to be honest. I don't feel comfortable. I don't like daytime. During the day, I'm like, oh, I'm sweating. Sweating. Am I hungover or sweating? It's too bright. My eyes are readjusting. The glare. The, everyone's happy. Nah, don't like it. Don't like boozing during the day, really. I don't like boozing when it goes dark to bright. No, bright to dark. I don't mind dark to bright. That's when I'm like, ah, let's keep going forever. We can drink our lives away. But, um, yeah, I don't like daytime boozing. That's why I don't like Sunday fun day. I feel like Americans, they fucking need an excuse for everything to go boozing. Like, everything has to be a big holiday. Like, Paddy's Day is a huge holiday. Whereas in Ireland, it's just like, ah, oh, it's Sunday. We're going to be boozing anyway. Whereas here, it's like, we have to do it. Or else, let's do drinking games. And you're like, can we just, just drink? Like, that fucking beer pong is... Like, that's almost insulting when people ask me to play that. And you're like, I have to wait. How, when do I get to drink? Why the fuck? What? Just let me drink. And they're like, no, it's part of the rules. And you'll be like, just fucking let me drink. I'm not 12. I know how to drink. I don't need an excuse. I'm not an alcoholic. I like the fun booze. They'll be like, no, it's... You gotta wait. It's fucking... It's President's Day. Let's go boozing. You're like, you can just go boozing on a Monday. You don't need Sunday fun day. It's Taco Tuesdays. It's Hump Day. Thirsty Thursdays. We got that Friday feeling. Industry Mondays. That's my favorite one, I think. It's Industry Nights. You're like, what? Who gives a... F ah, but no, industry people are the best. You're like, are they really? Or are they just like people who move to L.A.? Hoping to become a star, they said, Ash, I'll, I'll take this job in the bar just part time. And now they work full time and they reminisce about how they went to acting school five years ago. And they're like, It's not going to happen, is it? And you'd be like, 
nah, you are industry night now. That's the highlight of your life is industry night. Um, now you need excuses to go boozing. You probably got disease. <laughs> is that harsh to think if you're working in the bar industry in LA? I, I imagine there's a lot of pumping. There's a lot of herpes floating around the bear industry. That's what I imagine. Am I right? Who knows? I don't really know. But, you know, that's what I'll just tell myself. Because I'm, I'm now a chaplain. This is the Sunday sermon. Where anything I say goes. So, you know, take that pioneer pledge. I promise I won't drink booze. That night you're like, we're going boozing. You're like, but we promise God. Be like, ah, but fuck it, God will forgive us. That's the greatest loophole of all time. God will forgive us. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, God, forgive me. Okay, I said I would, so fuck it. He's like having a if you're a woman and you had your dude wrapped around your finger. I'm sorry, I fucked again. And the dude is like, ah, oh, fuck it, I forgive you, I love you too much. And the girl's like, ah, you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> is God a bitch? Is that what I'm saying? He's, he's very forgiven. I'm very forgiven too, so I'm a bitch as well. That's why I'm very godlike, very godlike, the godlike man. That's what they call me, the godlike man. Why? Because I'm very forgiven. Very forgiven, writing sex poems. Chatting to children in kitchens when no one else is around. If he had just said his name, I would have been like, Oh, nice to meet you, Terry. <laughs> if a little kid told me his name was Terry, I'd laugh. Be like, Why did your parents call you Terry? <laughs> that would have been funny. But he didn't. He just gave me silence. And then I, as I do, I automatically feel guilt for everything. And I said, Fuck, what did I just do wrong here? What did I do wrong there now, Jesus? I should have went out to Tiffany and been like, uh, I'm not a pedo. <laughs> hey guys, sorry to interrupt your crawfish boil, but uh, I'm not a pedo. Just want to say that before you hear anything, before any rumors come from the kitchen about me asking a kid his name. Not a pedo, not a pedo. And they're all probably like, is this a new sex poem? What's going on? I'll be like, no, I'm just hungover. I wonder what point you have to say in your life that you have to be like, instead of being like, ah, I'm just tired. Just tired is all. That's why I look bad today. <laughs> I just look tired or ah, bad lighting. It's bad lighting, isn't it? Is it bad lighting? I'm just tired is all. Just a little tired. You know, just having a bad, usually my hair is better, but you know, uh, today is kind of bad, it's tired, and, and eventually I just have to be like, maybe, maybe I'm just now ugly, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe it just creeps up in you, ugliness, maybe that creeps up in you, maybe you're like, fuck, what? Sometimes you ever look in the mirror, right? And if you change how, like, if you look at yourself, but then you relax your face and you're like, ah, oh, that's what I look like when I'm not posing like a fuckboy, and I'm not posing like a cockhead, when I'm not posing like a little shit. And you're like, oh, I've been, I feel like we're all walking around with a, like, different image of ourselves. So it's nice sometimes to realize, oh, Maybe I'm uglier than I thought. Maybe I come across like a fucking creep. Do you know what I don't get either? Why do women still fake orgasms? Why are you doing that? In a time of Me Too movement and feminism, why are you letting men get away with shitty sex? Why are you faking these orgasms? You should almost be happy. You should just like not fake. Let us live in the shame. Let us live with not feeling great or inadequate. Super. We'll get better. But these fake orgasms are too much. I feel like you're just 
giving men false confidence. These fucking lose bags. These boar bags. A lot of boar bags in LA. It's insane. It's insane sometimes, like how dull somebody. Like there's so many beautiful people out there. LA is insane. But then on Wednesday, I had a show Wednesday, and it was unreal. It was fucking packed, and there were so many, so many hot women there. It was insane how many hot women were there. Like insane. Like the amount of tens was just. It was nuts. There were so many that they all, it was like, oh, everyone's beautiful. And then it became, oh, then you could actually see their personalities. That was a weird thing. I couldn't, still can't fully um, articulate it. But it was like, if there was 20 tens in a room, just say there was one ten in a room and everyone else is four, five, sixes. There's one ten. That one ten is going to look incredible. And then you're going to be like, oh, she's fascinating too. But it's not. It's just her looks are deceiving. You're like, oh, she's oh, she's so witty the way she doesn't say anything. That's fucking, she's dry humor. She's got that dry humor. Oh, I love that dry humor. And you'll just be like, ah, oh, she's so smart. She's not saying anything. <laughs> she's just thinking all the time, huh? She's just, and then she'll say something, you'll be like, oh, that was fucking hilarious. That was hilarious there when she questioned a question. She answered a question with a question. That was funny, wasn't it? But then you put 10 of those, 20 of those 10s in the room, and you're just like, oh, they're all hot. And then you'll see who's a fucking bore bag. Then you'll be like, oh, this person <coughs> has no personality. <laughs> it's like some of them... Like, dudes, too. Jesus. I I couldn't even... I would fucking... If I was a woman in L.A. dealing with, like, these fucking model dudes, these influencers, too, or YouTube heads, oh, my God, I'd go insane. Unless I'd, I'd either go insane or you'd have to dumb down so much that you'd have to be like, all right, fuck it. Who needs personalities? Because, Jesus... They're all like uh, it's it's baffling. It's kind of funny. It's funny after a while when you see them. But I saw on Wednesday there were so many hot women. We went to the bar afterwards, and there were just so many there. And then you're like, "Oh, this girl is fun. This girl isn't hot. She literally has, she looks awkward trying to be a person. That's what, yeah, it's awkward when they're like, "Oh, I gotta stand out by using my personality, and then they try and like it's like me sober dancing. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like me making love sober. It's like, oh, what's wrong with your hips? It's like me singing in front of people. It's like, why did you think this would be a good idea? That's what it's like watching some uh, beautiful people try to express their personality when they realize they're around other beautiful people who are probably hotter. And it makes them insecure. And they don't have a personality to fall back on. So they just go fucking... Like a fucking deer on ice. That's what their personalities are like. Deers on ice. Boring deer. Boar bags. Boar bags to the brim. But fuck it. That's just how LA is. Can't complain. Ireland is opposite, where almost everyone is fun, but not many people are very, very attractive. Although now that I'm looking back, there are very hot women in Ireland too. Um, isn't that a great statement? Some Irish women listening to this be like, fuck it, finally, finally he gave us his recognition. Christ, he's a prick. He's an awful whore. He's a real dirty whore. I would say this, whenever I meet an Irish person who doesn't booze, oh, do I get suspicious. I'm like, are they a spy? <laughs> What's going on here? Are they here spying on me? I was with this one girl before in Ireland. She was so hot. She was like Miss Cork or Miss Ireland, one of those ones. She was so hot. And she was sound too. She was like a good laugh, but she never boozed. I don't know why. And it made me and my buddies, made me suspicious. Plus, she was, like, aggressive sexually, which, when you're sober, it's just like, wow, you're mentally far ahead. <laughs> you don't need booze for this, huh? You're, you're too sophisticated for me. 
but I, I get suspicious. We be I brought her out with my buddies a couple of times, and she was a laugh, and they were like, "She doesn't booze." And the minute everyone found out she, she didn't booze, we were all like, "Why?" And she's this much fun. Ah, oh, weak Irishmen, weak Irishmen. We couldn't hack it. I just couldn't hack. Like one time, she threw me off a of bed. <laughs> it was kind of funny, but I was like, "Jesus." You don't even have booze to pretend that you're doing this for? How do you do it? Tell me your secrets. But I was too weak, a man. I was too weak. Plus, I didn't like... I hate when people do this. They were like, oh, you were so drunk last night. Remember you did that? Or you said that? Or you said this? Or you fucking told that person to go fuck themselves? Or you did that? Or you told me this? And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, stop. No, no need. No need. You can stop that now. You can stop uh, daylight. You're fucking recalling shit. That was the drunk version of me. Sober me is a nice man. Sober me is sound. Drunk me doesn't want anything to do with sober me and vice versa. They're different people. You're reaching out to the wrong person. Come up to me drunk and tell me and I'll tell you fuck off. Sober me, it feels like you're trying to shame me. Not a fan of you trying to shame sober me. Take that up with drunk me. He is the man to talk to. I am merely his troubled partner in life. She'd say that. Like, even the other night, these people came up and they are like, Ah, oh, Wednesday was so fun and we saw you at the bar. And they were like, there was a girl with her leg in the bar. I think she was trying to impress you. Who was she? And I had no recollection. I was like, I don't know, but don't be bringing that up two days later. <laughs> that was a boozing time. We'll keep that in the boozing archives. No need for me to be like, what? Who? Huh? What else? Did I put my leg on the bear? What's going on? Why are you talking to me? Stop. No. Don't. Say nothing. That's what I think. Don't know where that tangent came from. Oh yeah, people who don't booze, spy. She was so hot too. I think she got upset. She got upset when I kind of went cold. Um... Which is funny. I feel like when really beautiful women, if I go cold in them, they get very upset. They're like, ha, no, but I'm beautiful. You'd be like, I know, but personality, personality, I need it all. People get upset. Do you know what upsets me? When, why, when people are saying stuff like, oh, animals are so much better than people. I love animals more than people. Like, who are they trying to impress? The animals who can't understand them? Are they trying to... I don't get it. It's like, all right, cool, man, you love animals, but are they better than people? Just because people you've met are shitty towards you and this animal who can't talk back. Who are you trying to impress? Your dog is already impressed. Your cat is not impressed. But you're never going to say, my cat is better than any person I ever met. I don't get it. It kind of annoys me. And then people get annoyed when I say that. They're like, you don't love animals. And I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're psycho. I'm saying stop talking. It is funny. I love I love meeting insecure people, like, in different ways. Because we're all insecure people. I'm insecure about confident, sober people. <laughs> uh, I was with a dude the other night. And he was a friend of a friend, and he was a billionaire. Young fella. Well, like, young. He was a young billionaire. My age. Young fella. Sprightly young man. Sprightly young gentleman like myself. Um, and I knew he was a billionaire because he told me and my buddy three times in a couple of sentences. As a billionaire. <laughs> he was sound, but he mentioned it so often. It was like... All right, man, I get the idea. You're a billionaire, which is funny. Like, fucking, if I was a millionaire, I'd be like, I'm a fucking multi-millionaire. But a billionaire, you'd be like, come on, you've had that money for fucking ages. He's just still telling people you're a billionaire. As a billionaire, people didn't understand why I did this. Then I just want to, he said it about five times eventually. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. 
I'm a billionaire. I wanted to be like, give me a million dollars. Go on, Venmo me a million. Go on, just Venmo it. Go on, prove it. Prove you're a billionaire. He got food to where we were too, and the bouncer was like, ah, I can't do food in here. It's too late. The place is packed. And the guy just started whipping out hundreds, bribing people all over the shop. And I was like, bribe me. Give me a couple of hundreds. He got me food, and I was like, nah, give me money. Give me money so I can buy my own food. Give a man a piece of chicken. He'll eat for a day. Give me $100. I'll eat all week on chicken. I'm a billionaire. I imagine if I was if I was having sex with a girl, <laughs> imagine you're having sex, and generally you're just like, huh, 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 huh. I'm a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb, but it has to have. <laughs> I'm a billionaire. <laughs> I feel like I've given the wrong impression that there are the noises I make during sex, but next time I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm a billionaire. Have I told you that? <laughs> I'll buy you all the chicken you want. <laughs> you want some chicken? I can order chicken right now. <laughs> You're not faking that orgasm, are Because I'm a billionaire, huh? Don't mind that I'm going soft. because I haven't mentioned that I'm a billionaire in a couple of minutes. Oh, you came again. Cool. I'm a billionaire. That's my impression of me having sex if I was a billionaire. Oh, a lot of horny people out there. A lot of horny people probably just got too turned on. Don't listen to that in front. Don't listen to that at mass. You'll be too turned on in front of people. You'll be like, oh, Christ. I'm a horny billionaire, huh? I'm a horny, horny billionaire. And they'll be like, what? You'll be like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Father Jimmy. But I'm a horny billionaire now. And that's what we do. We have horny sex thinking about chicken. Send over some chicken. I love the billion. I had a buddy before, and he met a girl. He was at a hotel bar in Hollywood, and um, where was it? The fucking Roosevelt. And he was chatting to this girl at the bar. And you know, one thing led to another. One thing led. One thing led to another. Like precipitation. Like when the sun soaks up the river water. And then the clouds come, and then the clouds move towards the mountains, and the mountains do something, and then it makes the mountains make the clouds go rain, rain, and it goes down into a stream, stream, goes down the mountain through the city, takes a little, stops in the city for a night, stays in Airbnb, goes out with his friends, and then he continues on his voyage back to the ocean, back to the river. And then it happens again. So, you know, one thing leads to another. Mountains cause rain. That's what I remember from that diagram in geography class. Mountains cause rain. Make it rain. Show me the mountains. Mountains are boobs. Rain is money. There we go. That's what that fucking diagram to explain precipitation meant. Mountains are boobs and rain is money. And if you want to make it rain, show the mountain boobs. Classic classic geography lesson so anyway one thing led to another and uh oh you can really make anything sexual can't you the mountains the boobs the rains the money the money is pouring down onto the mountains the mountains are oh no now they're wet they're wet because the money and the money is making the wetness and it's a fucking cycle it's a cycle of life it's a cycle of life um so one thing led to another. Imagine if this was, imagine you were at church and this was the fucking sermon the priest gave. And you're just sitting there. You'd have to be on drugs. If I started a church, I'd give everyone drugs walking in. It'll make sense. It'll take some acid. It'll make sense. And everyone's just chanting, Mountains. Make those mountains and boobs rain down. Rain down. I'd be like, I'm a spiteful man. I'll make it. I'll bring the pain. Oh, I'd be a spiteful priest. I'd be like, who's making noise out there? God is a vengeful, vengeful fucking priest. 
God is a vengeful priest. That would be my main sermon. God is a vengeful priest. Never be afraid of me. Living in fear, and I just be walking around whispering in people's ears, "I'm a billionaire." <laughs> I'm a billionaire. Where the fuck? Oh, so my buddy. Some great rambling, fine rambling today. My buddy, anyway, was at Bar Roosevelt, chatting to this girl who was at the bar. One thing led to another. Went back to his house. They were in bed. They were getting down to business. You know the business now. I don't need to put my finger on the pulse, finger on the pie. I don't need to put my finger in your dry anus. But you know the business I'm on about. The old hokey-pokey, hanky-panky, Timbuktu. They got down to some Timbuktuan. He, he made gentle Timbuktuan to her. He Timbuktuan her like a gentle breeze on a soft summer's day. Like a Caribbean wind blowing over the pink sandy beaches as you sit there with your newly married couple who are a couple that uh, got newly married and invited you along on their honeymoon as their cock. They want you to make love. The man wants you to make love to his wife on the honeymoon night and he'll sit in the corner and masturbate. You know the kind of Tim Bucking too I'm on about your devote listeners to this radio station channel. You know Timbuktu. There's no need for me to explain Timbuktu. Like if you were with a woman in a wet field in Ireland and you lay down the wet, the tall wet grass and you lay down, you heard a squelch, you heard a squelch of mud. As you lay down, you say, fuck, I shouldn't have worn my all-white tracksuit. That's fucked up now. And my white Adidas, oh, the squelching is getting worse. Why am I lying with my head in muck? Oh, Christ, what have I done? What am I doing? But then the woman mounts you like your horse. And she fucking slaps you in the face. And she says, ride me, cowboy. And you'll be like, I'm not a cowboy, I'm a farmer. She'll be like, ride me, farm fucker. And she rode you and she pushed you into the mud. And by the end of it, you had mud in your mouth. You had muddy mouth. Muddy mouth McGee, they'd call you. Listen, I don't have to describe the Timbuktuan, the muddy mouth McGee, the Caribbean cocking. You know what I'm on about. I've said too much. I haven't said enough. But they got down to the old. <laughs> and after it, as they lay in bed, the girl said, Wow, it's nice to sleep in a bed for a change. <laughs> and he said, Pardon? And she said, I haven't slept in a bed in ages. And he said, Huh? And that's when he found out that she was homeless. He had just made sweet love to a homeless girl. And she took a shower, an extra long shower. And she had just been hanging out at the hotel bar because she didn't want to sleep outside again. She put on her best black dress. And she went and she found a man. So she could sleep in his bed. That's a romantic LA story. That's romantic. No, they're not still together in case you're wondering. She dumped him. She dumped him. Well deserved. Well deserved dump. He wasn't a billionaire, so you know, you have to be a billionaire to date a homeless person in LA. That's the stakes. The stakes are high, but that's how we like him, people. We like him high here at the church. The church of God, a vengeful man. You'll be slip sliding. I saw this video the other day, yesterday. It's on Twitter. These people on a cruise ship, and the cruise ship was going swaying like a whore, and that was all furniture flying around and everyone was sitting there and they were sitting there like ah this isn't going this isn't happening huh this isn't the titanic are we gonna die are we gonna die they were too calm nothing was bolted down chairs and pots and pans were flying across this big cruise ship bar and old people sitting there being like fuck we paid five thousand dollars for this fucking cruise huh we got done we're gonna die that's what the kind of God that we worship. We worship gods that capsize cruise ships. Don't know what I'm on about, but maybe let's finish with a nice sermon. I'll read the last sex poem, and then we're done. You're allowed to go home. You're allowed to go home in a fornicate. You're allowed to go home make love to your wife, your husband, your neighbor, your married neighbor. Make, make love to your married neighbor. You can hear them having sex next door. And, the dude, whenever he's having sex with his wife, he says, I'm, uh, I'm finna come. Finna come. <laughs> finna come. 
finna gonna come, finna gonna come, finna finna finna, finna gonna come, ah, I'm a billionaire, finna come. And then you'll be like, Margaret, stop faking orgasms with Terry Sr. <laughs> Terry Sr. does not make love to you. Come over and I'll finna make love to you. And then we'll finna gonna come together. And they'll be like, what the fuck you on about? You know, that's how you make, mm, it's a neighborly love kind of church that we have here, people. We love it. And we make love. And it's a neighborly world. So keep on pumping. Here's a sex poem before we go. And then we're done. Then we're done. You're out. You're free. You're, go, you're good to go. You're good to go. Book a cruise. Go on. Take a risk. Go die in the ocean. Tis great. All right. Here's one I wrote. It's got black snow pussy. Obviously. 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 That's what it's called. We're in Aspen. It's freezing. Malibu is burning. Mueller just released his report. It's sad, so sad, but this hotel is slick. You told me you wanted to give me some snow pussy. I'm always down for snow pussy. The first time we came, I was being a bitch. The place was so expensive, and you had just booked a big deal. But we still went half. I stopped being a bitch, though. You riding my cock while telling me how much money you just made that day made me so hard. I love Aspen. I love snow pussy. It's freezing outside, and you're hungry. You're in your black thong and black bra. You look hot as fuck, ordering food on the phone. I'll have the clam chowder and Caesar salad, you tell them. I already ate porridge. It was savage. 45 minutes for clam chowder and Caesar salad? All right, cool, I guess. You hang up and don't look happy. That's too long, you tell me. I know, I say. I'm going to have to fuck you stupid so I forget I'm hungry, you tell me again. Please do. I'm in my box sitting on a chair by the desk in the room. Don't move, you tell me, grabbing your handcuffs and scarves, tying my feet to the chair, handcuffing one hand to the back of the chair. I just did a typo. Sorry about that. Let's get back to the sexualness here today at church. I'm not going anywhere. You kiss my lips and neck, then grab my hair. You're always a bossy fucker when you're by the snow. I like it. You undo your bra as you sit on my lap, pushing your hard nipple into my face as I kiss and lick. Getting it harder as you grind your ass and pussy on my lap. My cock getting harder and harder as I feel your pussy get wet through your thong. You pull my head back again, your dangerous devil eyes looking at me. You like being in control for a change. You stand up and slide your thong down. You got me wet, you say, almost annoyed. You have me hard. You turn around and bend over to take your thong off. Your sexy ass and wet pussy teasing me. My cock getting harder and dying to be inside you. You lay in the bed looking at me. You're a hot fucking turnip. You look like a striptease. You start rubbing your body while lying on the bed looking at me with your devil eyes and weapon body. Rubbing your nipples and running your hand between your legs. Rubbing your clit slowly while looking at me. Touch yourself, you tell me. I do as I'm told. Stroking my cock with my one free hand while you finger your wet pussy. Your stomach breathing deeper up and down as you slide two fingers in. Hearing how wet you are gets me so fucking turned on. I can see your ass grinding on the bed as you finger your tight, wet pussy. You have the finest snow pussy of all time. Dripping like a bucket of ice on an Irish summer. A Thursday in June. I'm so fucking turned on. Watching you drip down your legs, thinking about ice cream. Dying to fuck your snow pussy. Fuck, you're so beautiful, I tell you while stroking. You have me so raring to go. You like that, you ask? I do, you hot fucker. You arch your back and rub your clit. Two fingers inside. Clit's warm. And pussy dripping, ready to come. Your ass clenches and you moan loud as you start to come to bed. Fuck, I want to taste. Sit on my cock, I tell you. You're lying on the bed, tasting your wet fingers looking at me. You stand up and walk over to me, slapping my face. Don't tell me what to do. You're a hot fucker. You hang off my other hand to the chair and pull my boxes off. I'm all yours, whatever you want. You kiss my lips and body, rubbing your boobs on my cock, sliding it between your sexy breasts, spitting on it while looking at me. You start to stroke it while kissing and licking my balls, looking at me the entire time. You're so fucking sexy. It's hard, huh? You ask. Yeah, it's the hardest, ready to explode. You're not allowed to come yet, you tell me. Okay. 
You stand up and turn around, rubbing my cock along your wet pussy. Fuck, it feels so fucking good. I'm close to coming, I tell you. No. You look at me annoyed. You walk to the villa balcony door and open it. A gust of freezing air rushes in. You bend down and pick up some snow and walk back over to me. You sit on my lap and put the snow on my chest. Be a good boy, you tell me. Fucking Jesus Christ, it's so fucking cold. You're so fucking hot. You stand up and turn around again. Grabbing my rock-hard cock with your freezing hand. Now fuck my snow pussy, you tell me. You slide me inside you and grind up and down. Your pussy dominating my cock. Arching your back. Arching your back and looking over your shoulder. My body caught in heaven and freezing hell. Your pussy gets wetter and wetter as my cock gets harder and harder. You rubbing your swollen clit. Bouncing on my lap. Ass and back arching and grinding. You start coming on my cock hard. Grabbing the arms of the chair as your body clenches and grips then releases. Fuck. You're beautiful. Your sexy back pressed against me. Come for me, you tell me. Grinding your soaked pussy on me. Making me think of a 99 ice cream dripping down my hand. Ass slapping on my thighs. I start to come hard and almost break the chair legs. Shooting deep inside you. Wanting to touch you, but all tied up. Jesus fucking Christ. I shoot again inside. Pure joy. You get off and go on your knees, sucking my cock and tasting the cum. Swallowing as I shoot hard again. Fucking hell. There's a knock at the door. Malibu is burning. Her emails. It's freezing. So sad. But the clam chowder is early. And fuck me. You're the hottest snow pussy. Well, now that's the end of the podcast. Do with that what you feel. Until next time. Hit me up on Instagram. At the Marquez. Twitter at Trickadoo. Go buy my books. Random, random, or prelim. Amazon. Hit them up. Go check out my YouTube series and YouTube random adventures of an Irish guy in LA. Write a review for the podcast. Spread the word. Spread it all, you dirty whores. Until next time, go forth. This is the end of Sunday sermon. Don't forget to get your communion at the door. Donate. Donate to the church. Venmo. I'm Marquez Juan. Goodbye. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. I'm a serious note now. Good luck. 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 Good luck.